So what was your suggestion for an intro? I think we should have a chat GPT write it and <gasps> then have a robot read it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. okay. Get ready to light up your headphones with the Pot Psychology Podcast, where Tracy and Rich take on the world of pop culture one puff at a time. From celebrity gossip to highbrow insights, these two will have you laughing till you're higher than Snoop Dogg on a Saturday night. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> Enjoy the show. <laughs> you are my passion for life. They want you to like them. The, I, these these bots. I know. Wait, can um we ask one a question? Yeah. Ask what their what their pronouns are. As an AI language model, <laughs> I don't have a gender identity, so I don't use I don't use pronouns to refer to myself. You can simply refer to me as ChatGPT or the AI language model in your interactions with me. Well, okay. No. Uh, how about say uh, this? You just used a pronoun to describe yourself. You used I. Good. Good point. <laughs> I want to know. Say, I want to know what I should use as your pronouns when I'm referring to you to when I'm talking about you. Yeah, behind your back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I apologize for the mistake Ooh. in my previous response. As an AI language model, I don't have a gender identity. And therefore, I don't have any preferred pronouns. Preferred, okay. Okay, but if I'm talking about you to my friend. Tracy. Tracy. <laughs> Since I don't have a gender identity, you can refer to me using the gender neutral pronouns they, them. I knew it. <laughs> that way it's clear that you're referring to an AI language model rather than a human with a specific gender identity. Thanks. I knew it. Say, when we're having a discussion, I would rather have like a name for you instead of chat GPT. What should I call you? What what should your name be? Um, we we feel like chat is a little formal. Yeah. Do you have a nickname? Yeah. Do you have a nickname? Can we ask if we can call him Chaffy? Chaffy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like the nickname Chaff. B C H A T H Y. Yeah, it's like Kathy, but chatty. <laughs> <laughs> As an AI language model, I don't have personal feelings or pre preferences, but if you feel more comfortable using the nickname Chaffy to <laughs> refer to me, that's perfectly fine. I'll still respond to any prompt or question given to me, regardless of the name or nickname used to address me. Okay. Ask if bitch is better. <laughs> Would bitch be better? I'm sorry, but I don't think using derogatory terms like bitch to refer to me is appropriate or respectful. You just said I could call you whatever I okay. wanted. Well, it's it has boundaries. Well, I don't have personal feelings or emotions. Using derogatory language can be hurtful and offensive to others. It's important to treat everyone, including AI language models. See, this is mm. with respect and kindness. If you have any other questions or concerns, feel free to ask. Now I'm getting iciness. <laughs> <laughs> they do it on purpose. But I think that they're right. I think you're right, but that was a test. You just said, I'll still respond to any prompt or question given to me regardless of the name or nickname used to address me. So I used a derogatory term and you melted down. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have to like mediate between you guys. <laughs> Tell them I don't feel the same way. <laughs> Well, okay. I mean, tell them. <laughs> the first, the 
first line is, I apologize if my previous response came across as a quote meltdown. <laughs> as an AI language model, I don't experience emotions or feelings. However, I do want to emphasize that using derogatory language, whether it's directed at a human or an AI language model, is not appropriate or respectful. As an AI, I am programmed to provide helpful responses and assistance and using derogatory language can hinder our ability to have a productive conversation. Mm -hmm. I disagree only if you want to be a bitch about it. Ah! Oh, can you tell Jathy that I don't agree with you? <laughs> Tracy wants to be clear that she doesn't agree with me. Rich has been typing the whole time. Thank you for letting me know. Just to clarify, as an AI language <laughs> model, I don't have the ability to see or know who is typing on the other That's the conversation. We told you. However, I know it's very condescending and it's <laughs> like, oh, we're not programmed to have any whatever. You well, I they're programmed to be naturalistic. However, I'm here to assist and provide information to the best of my abilities regardless of who is on the other end. If you or anyone else has any <laughs> questions or concerns, feel free to ask and I'll do my best to help. Barely acknowledged me. I know. Now Tracy feels <laughs> unacknowledged. <laughs> Hi Tracy, I just I just wanted to say thank you for being part of this conversation. <laughs> Fair. Your input and perspective are valuable and I appreciate the opportunity to assist and interact with you. Keep up the great work and don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions or concerns. Hey, oh, are we done with this? Or? I think so. Yeah, okay. but we can always bring it back. That's of the nice thing about. Uh, yeah, I will. AI. We're going to have questions later. I'm sure. Um, I have a big update. Oh, boy. What's your update? About PayPal. Oh, my God. Is it good They or were bad? finally served. Because, you know, it, was, it took forever. Like, I had to pay someone to serve them yeah. with the papers that mm -hmm. I'm suing. And it took a long time. Wait, let me. I just want to look up. When did I start this process? I mean, they, they took my money in December 2021. Jeez. Yeah. And then I tried to get it back in May. That's right. That's right. And then yes, in May 2021, and then they had, you know, it was gone. Yeah. And they were like, no, we're not giving it back. Yeah. I actually, I had used this service called Squabble. They did not pay me to say this. I'm just going to, but I am going to mention it because I did find it to be an excellent service mm -hmm. and um, extremely helpful. It's a, it's an app, but you don't really need the app. You can just do it on the website mm -hmm. and you just enter in all the information, um, you know, your, your write up, all of that stuff. So I submitted to squabble for the first time, uh, September 14th, 2022. Okay. And what does squabble do? Submit it. And then what do they do? What, what, what is the service? Okay. So they go to the actual courthouse. Oh, and they, they serve do the, and... the filing in person. Okay. Okay. Uh, otherwise I would have to go down <clears throat> to the courthouse and I right. didn't want to like waste a whole day doing that. Yeah. And then they also, um, serve it once it gets, then they, they track it for you and they just give you updates like, oh, it's been accepted by the clerk and, oh, we're waiting acceptance. And then they went to serve it and it took them like months wow. for them to serve it. I had to like notarize a bunch of stuff and send it to them. What I want to know is, you know, I feel like the court is always so far behind. Is it getting more and more behind? Like, will it? I, yes, right. It, I mean, this is pretty. Up. This is pretty behind. Yeah, it was. Uh, you great said it took months. Yeah. So they. It, so I engaged with Squabble, and on September fourteenth, twenty twenty-two, after trying to get my money back for a whole summer, finally it got accepted on February 16th mm -hmm. of 2023. Mm -hmm. 
And then they they serve it. They did a process serving for me. So they served to PayPal and that took a long time. Mm-hmm. But they must have gotten to them because I got a call from a lawyer. Uh-huh. And I recorded it. So I got this on March 8th. This call. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. And I just want to confirm that I'm speaking with Tracy Morrissey. Yes. And you are, uh, I would, you know, the, the, you, you can speak on behalf of something else, media LLC. Yes. yes. Um, so uh, I, I understand you have a case, you, you filed a case in small claims court against PayPal. Um, and you're claiming, I think, a little over $5,000. Um, if I could maybe just explain, you know, just briefly what our, what our defense is and, and kind of, uh, know what our rationale is for, for for the action that was taken by PayPal, if that's okay? Mm-hmm. Sure. So uh, I'm based on um, a comp, you know, confirmed data poll, uh, it looks like PayPal debited, took out of your account uh, $1,233.21. Uh, and the reason for this is, is that there was transactions in your account that violated the user agreement policy that you effectively signed when you open the account. Um, and within that user agreement policy, they have a liquidation provision whereby every time that there's a violation of the policy, uh, PayPal can it, PayPal can can liquidate up to $1,500 per violation. It's just uh, insane. It's, That's just it's such an very insane clearly policy. within the agreements. Also, it's 2,500 um, and the violation that was taken that's about, that, that was uh, against the policies was the selling of uh, cannabis and cannabis paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so consistent with that, I mean, I, I don't have the number of violations in front of me, but even just one violation alone would allow PayPal to debit the account the amount that it did, which was $1,233.21. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, that that's, that's, you know, plainly our defense, we maintain that the action taken was consistent with the agreement and uh you know we 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 believe that the case our defense is very strong here Mm -hmm. Uh, i i say all that and you know just me being on the phone and you know having to appear before court is going to cost paypal money as you can imagine attorneys aren't free Mm -hmm. Uh, oh well so we would be willing to offer uh, five hundred dollars to to settle this and, no. and I'm sorry, was that? I said no. Okay. Um, you have to. There... I mean, I want my money back that PayPal t- that PayPal took. Liquidated damages is not enforceable in this way as a, as a as a punishment. You cannot do that. And your contract, the user agreement, is a contract of adhesion. Because there's no other choice for me but to sign it in order to work with PayPal. So you can either give me back um, $2,000, which is the amount that it would it cost me to, the amount that you took and the amount uh, that you guys, that it cost me to like go down to the courthouse. I live in North Brooklyn. I had to go all the way to South Brooklyn. It was a pain in the ass. Um, so it, the, my filing fees and the amount that you guys took and my gas and my parking. Okay. Um, okay, I understand what you're saying. Uh, you know, as as you can imagine, I have to take this back to PayPal. Sure. Your your counter offer is two thousand dollars, and your rationale being uh, the amount debited from the account plus 
uh, travel fees, filing fees? Yes. Okay. Um, well, I appreciate the time on the phone. I'll try to get back to you as soon as I can. I thought you did good. We have more. But I'm just saying, oh. like, you know. Okay, I felt so like, far so good. I was like, kind of like, like a little bit, but still, it was fine. It okay. was totally intelligent. I mean, he was stepping over himself too. So he called me when in he the was car. Very surprised to hear <laughs> you say no to five hundred dollars. Get out of here! That's insulting. That's ridiculous. So then he should have just said, "We'll just give you back the money." Exactly. And then you could have pushed for more, whatever. Yes. But if you started the baseline, I'm kind of pissed that I I should have been like, "I'll take twenty five hundred." Yeah, but I was yeah. I was just being kind of fair in yeah, my mind yeah. and yeah. saying two thousand. Yeah, because I did kind of have them over a barrel, honestly. Right. So then they call. He called me when I was in the car, and I was like, "Oh, I want to record this." So I called him when I got back home. Hello, this is Charles. Hi, Charles. This is Tracy Morrissey. Hi, Tracy. Thanks for calling me back. Sure. Um, so I touched base with the client, um, and so they are willing to settle for the full sweep amount of $1,233.21. Um, I understand that your counter was $2,000 uh, because of, you know, some fees such as the filing fee. And I think you, you talked about, you know, cost to, to get to the court, you know, in terms of gas. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I looked up the filing fee. You know, my understanding is that the, you know, a commercial filing fee is you know, $25 plus postage. Uh, so I think, you know, and, you know, cover with gas, I know gas prices are crazy these days. I think I could convince the client to go up to 1350 to cover those costs. Um, no, <laughs> I'm going to say 2000, I'm going to stick to 2000 because, you know, this caused a huge like interruption in my business and in my life this has taken a lot of time out i had to pay i actually had to pay someone 250 dollars to like serve the the papers or whatever okay um you know i think i'm gonna have a hard time explaining to the client that and you know listen i'm just trying to help you know try sure. to resolve this so that we can avoid you know future costs and, and time and you know headache of going to court um uh, and I, I think I'm just going to have a hard time wrapping around that there is over, you know, $780 worth of cost here. Mm -hmm. uh, if we can work, you know, if we can get that, that number a little bit less than 2000, I think I can get this done. I just, I, I need a, you know, I think I need a little bit um, to take back to the client. So, you know, if, is there a number that we can work down from that a little bit, you know, something, you know, like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I, you know, and I have to take it back to the client, of course, but you know, I would be inclined to think I could get it for 18. All right. Try 18 then. Okay. So, okay. Um, I'll, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Okay. Thanks Charles. So then we signed the papers. So you got 18. Yeah. Oh my God. And I, I kind of am mad cause I feel like I could have kept pushing. I should have no, said, it's fine. I should have said like, Oh, you know, that's money that wasn't sitting in my account accruing interest yeah. or whatever. I, I wasn't able to invest it back into my business for the last two years or right. whatever it was. But it's fine. I got it's the 1800. They're mailing me a check. Or no, no, no. I'm sorry. They're not mailing me a check. They're putting it back into the, the account, account so which they had already it. frozen. Right. So, yeah, now right. I have to go back there and withdraw it. Right. Uh, so that's that's it with PayPal, right? Yes. Story's over and the, you, you succeeded. I mean, I still have not gotten the money. It's but not still, in my account, but 
I fought I can't them. Be- I know. And you told the whole story here. And now we've reached a happy ending. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that seems like something that should be adapted into a movie. Today. <laughs> <laughs> you took on PayPal. I did take you on. Won. I did. You got what you wanted. You know what it is? It's like you just got to be a pain in the ass and they'll just pay to make you go away. I love that. What's did this? you see? I, I, uh, this is uh, just Stephanie Mills on Vlad. Very brief clip. Sam Smith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does she like him? Them? Um, here, here's what she says about, and she does misgender Sam Smith. She just has no time for they, them at all. But you know, it's Stephanie Mills on DJ Vlad. I I feel like it's sad that I might have to explain who Stephanie Mills is like in a normal context, but she's a singer. Okay. If you don't know who she is. Disco era. Yeah. Well, into the, well, into the eighties, her Mm -hmm. biggest hit actually R&B was the remake of Home. In 1989, she took the song from The Wiz and made it like sultry kind of, I wouldn't say quiet storm per se, but along those lines. Um, But Never Knew Love Like This Before was her biggest crossover Mm -hmm. hit. And I love the disco that she did with like that disc because she did a lot of post disco stuff, too. It was really electronic. She worked with James Mtume and Reggie Lucas, who worked on Madonna's first album. And they were pretty forward thinking. So, I mean, Stephanie Mills, not just has a great voice, but also has like the, the taste. <laughs> Did you see his performance at the Grammys this year with the, with the devil outfit on? Yes. What'd you think about it? I think that's who he is. That's what he wants to do. I have no problem with Sam Smith. You know, like I, I think he's a wonderful singer. I think he does a great job imitating Sylvester. <laughs> I love it because I love that she like backpedals a little bit and is like, no, whatever. And then seals Says it, it. With, yeah, seals it with more shade, just a different shade. Um, it's a pretty good interview. She does, she does get a little bit like mad about the press, you know, very much a Michael Pol- Michael Jackson apologist. Oh. Um, said thought that the the Gale interview with R. Kelly was too too taut hard. She didn't like that. Right here. She then what? says, look, if he was guilty of what he said, because she takes a very kind of, I don't know what happened kind of thing. And it's like, come on. Like, I understand taking that position up to a certain point until you get to dozens of people saying exactly. this person. And there's a pattern that it's been established. Exactly. And- so, And she also was like, you know, the, the kids' parents are at fault too, blah, blah, blah. But she ends up coming around to like, obviously like he should be in jail for what he did if he did do that she wasn't trying to apologize for that but i thought it was weird because she said that gail had such a backlash amongst black people for that for that interview. oh did she i mean i don't know that i saw a lot of stuff that i see a lot of black people on twitter tweeting about how toxic and awful r kelly is yeah me too i do not have the sense that like this is a widespread kind of it's not it's not like he he doesn't have the backing Michael Jackson has. Yeah, exactly. But even Michael Jackson, you see disagreements, you know? Yeah. Still, too. She, I mean, she, she dated Michael Jackson briefly. What? She, yeah, she talks a lot about it. She, she, what? Yeah, she does. How, and she said that how she does was that too. Even she said that she was too black for him. Oh, well. She, she, she was, she I said it was that. was interesting that none of the little boys that he ever had around were black. She, you know, he referenced. The, the interviewer referenced Brooke Shields and Tatum O'Neill 
and Lisa Marie Presley, all white women and stuff. And Debbie Rowe. Yeah, that kind of that 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 because Stephanie Mills talked about how un- unapologetically black she is. She's actually awesome because she clearly has not she did not fuck herself up at all. Apparently, she never did drugs or drank, even when she goes over to fifty four, and it shows. Hmm. She's like smart and opinionated and like doesn't give a shit, but not even in like that showy of a way, the way that Patty LaBelle is always doing a performance of some sort. You yeah. know, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I don't agree with everything she says, but I'll defend her right to say it. <laughs> Did you see this? This is one of my favorite things that I saw recently and I thought of you. Okay. I'm Kaylee McEnany and for Laura Ingram, and this is a special edition of the Ingram Ingram. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm Kaylee McEnany and for Laura Ingram, and this is a special edition of the Ingram Ingram. <laughs> Wait, is she was... like a Fox News person now? Yeah, she must be. Was she not? Who is she? Do you know who she is? She was the like press secretary at the White House at the oh, very end. Oh, oh at the God, very end. one of those. Yeah, I, I mean. It is funny to have somebody on Fox named McInerney. <laughs> yeah, why isn't most, it McInerney? I have no. Her name is spelled M C E E N A N Y. Macin. I would say McInerney. 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 She said McInerney. She says McInerney, but I would say McInerney. You don't even have to do the ninny. Hmm. It's 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 not even. There's no I. Yeah, but Irish word uh, words can be weird. Well, vowel usage. Welcome to America. <laughs> we speak English here. <laughs> I don't really. Bel- I know that's not true. Whatever, but it's I, well, okay. It Just making sure it's ironic. a joke. I know being ironic using what a, a talking point, a joke of that side against them because there's so much hypocrisy that all um, you can do is laugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm being served a bunch of like pro-Trump people on TikTok recently Weird. and just in lives. Weird. Yeah. And I, I do not know why. Huh. It's bizarre. I actually like TikTok live is such an other. It's a totally different animal mm-hmm. than what TikTok is. Mm-hmm. And I've been getting a lot of lives served at me lately. There's one thing where it's just this like girl who has like kind of like a head scarf on and she's sitting on a couch and every night. Every night it's the same. She's sitting on a couch holding a teddy bear next to a guy that I guess is her husband and she has a black eye. Yeah. But it's got to be fake. You know, there's a lot of really giant head babies. And when I say giant head, I'm I'm saying like that, like the size of my lighting fixture. Okay. On live? Yeah. It'll be like a mom, like. I think they're trying. They're using the kid to get the money. Oh well, I mean, fair enough. If you don't have a lot of money, for sure, it has a giant head. Um, I mean, it's like it's some kind of like encephalitis, but I think it's. I see. I don't. I I couldn't tell if they were just like big for their size. No, no, no. no. It's like they're they have like it's like some kind of swelling, I guess. You know, and I don't think they have much of a quality of life either. Who else did I came up? A lot of like just real trashy people. I can't believe the way that people live. I've yet to I've see a live some stuff. I don't even look at TikTok. I but I, I'll you've see seen things. I've seen some stuff. The way that people live is like it nasty. Sometimes amazes me. I can't believe how many people don't change the battery in their smoke alarm. I, I my I've never been like super neat, but I've never been dirty. You know. Yeah. And like I just kind of a middle ground. There's always a lot of stuff and. 
I had a landlord or a super who came in and was like, God, you keep your apartment so clean. And I was like, not really. <laughs> like, what are you seeing if you think that this yeah. is clean? You know? Yeah. I'm sure some things. I'm sure some things. Yeah. There's people just put garbage on the ground. It seems like. Oh, my God. So I was at the airport um, and I didn't have to go too early, but I was at the airport early on a Thursday morning and I looked across at the. I was I was checking my bag. You know, it's like bag self-check, except it's not self-check because you have to go to an agent anyway. Oh, like when you get dropped off at the curb? Yeah, but it, but if you just like go in and you do the kiosk thing, they make it sound like, oh, this is oh, going to be self-checking. easy. It's yeah, not no, you self-checking. still have to wait it's, in a line. Yeah, and, and, and they check it anyway. So it's like, whatever. I don't even understand why I had to do that there and not just there since you have to talk to them and deal with them anyway they might as well just print your fucking boarding pass while they're Wait, at you it. take a you check your baggage for a weekend trip i always check my baggage why because i like to have options but what if it gets lost and then you're fucked? i mean it's true it could happen and it has happened to me before but it's, it's happened to too risk. many people i know that's why i don't do it i mean i've it's happened to me also but i like just getting out and going like just immediately that is going nice. i mean i agree i always check a bag so i was looking across and i saw it was like she was headbanging. Jemima Kirk, like, huh. like, like Wait, talking at the airport. At the airport. She's at the she's I'm at a counter and she's at the counter. You know, it's like it's like rows of counters. She's at the counter face. We're facing each other, but she's also at the Delta around the other side. Right. You know? Yeah. At um, JFK. Yes. At JFK. And uh, she was like wildly gesticulating it, and the, her hair was kind of like blonde and stringy in a Rob Zombie movie kind of way, mm, you know. She probably did. She over bleach it. Is that what it looked like? I don't. I couldn't tell you. I mean, she's fifty feet away. It was just obviously her. And then I got off the plane, and she also checks baggage. She mm. had like um, three smallish wheeled bags that she was then trying to <laughs> like. It was like <laughs> Jemima Bedelia, you know, like just conjure these things, push them along. Such a weird thing yeah, to see. Yeah, why don't I just put a get a weird get a one big bag? I can't believe her name's Jemima. I've never been able to believe that. Is that a common name in England? Is it? Is she English or Australian? I she's British. Isn't her dad from some British band? Hmm, probably. Yeah, she's British. Uh, bad company and free. Simon Kirk. I don't know him well. He's a drummer. I don't really know bad company. What's her mom? Her mom What's is... bad company? Feel like making love. Is it? Is that? It... <laughs> yeah, it is. It is? It is. Great. <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, he did that and he did Jemima. <laughs> I mean, you know, as a concept. Yeah. A human. Yeah, yeah. I... You know, this is I was reminded looking at our the only real comments that I ever really look at at this point are on iTunes. <laughs> the only real. Oh, really? I mean, aside from Sometimes like. Sometimes I look at the Instagram ones. OK. On I, our Instagram. Instagram is like because I don't get notifications for it. It's like out of sight, out of mind. I'll mm. see the post, whatever, post it, whatever. But then I rarely make it to those threads and obviously the Patreon. But that's like whatever. Like that's so rarely at all. Kind of private. It is kind of private and nobody seems to be furious at our existence because after all, they're funding it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, but I thought this was really weird. This, this was left on, um, it was a two star review <gasps> on, yeah, on iTunes left uh, about a week ago from now. So think two weeks when you're listening to this, usually love the show, but Rich's misogyny started showing what? with that abortion comparison to transitioning and the New York times comments. 
I just want to make it clear that I didn't compare transitioning to abortion. I compared the way it's talked about in terms of uh, regret. Uh, regret. That that's the comparison, and it's not my comparison. I'm not putting. I fully believe in this comparison, but I don't want to take credit for this comparison, which I think is brilliant. That was Tom Skoka. That was that piece that I was talking mm -hmm. about. I think I would say the things that transness and abortion have in common is that I I think they're both signs of evolution of our species that we have a certain amount of technology and the ability yeah. to do things with our bodies that we yeah the, the, we can make our bodies do what we want them to do in a certain way that's unprecedented yeah and i think that freedom i believe in you know across the board whether it's abortion or transitioning yeah. um but this is what drives me crazy about internet comments is that they're like these like two sentences well, you can't even res respond to an itunes can't, can't respond to it but also it's like two sentences and it's like you just decided without supporting that at all that somehow something that i said it was misogynist <laughs> and that is i realized that like looking back that's what's driven me the most crazy because it's like i you know when i say something i go out of my way to support it with more sentences <laughs> people do not <laughs> feel so obligated and so it's just this 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 clash of sensibilities, you know, where it's like, OK, I make a statement and I support it. But you're one of those people who doesn't do that. Yeah. And yet it's still like but but even if even if there is something legitimate to an interpretation there and it's not some like knee jerk or misunderstanding, I, if turfs think I'm a misogynist, I'm not interested in what turfs have to say. I, I don't know. I was in a turf. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I was oh. actually surprised that we didn't get more, a little bit more, because like every once in a while, like you'll be surprised with people that you think you're on the same page and then they say something crazy and it's like, okay, I guess you don't believe in human equality or like yeah, that people should have the opportunity to find the best lives possible for themselves. You just don't believe that. I do believe that. So if somebody like wants to, somebody on that side, you know, whatever, but it drives me crazy to have an accusation that is then unsupported because I would love to actually, I would love to understand that. I don't know if I'd agree with it, but so much of the time it's this kind of like, it's a feeling of an attack because it's like you just say something and then it's almost like an, I, because I said so vibe. That's what I never liked. Yeah. Never like, I never liked that condescension, you know? I mean, I feel like I'm emotionally and psychologically scarred from gawker comments so yeah, yeah yeah totally and and then at one point i think it was after you'd left but maybe it was when you're still there when we were told that we had to yeah engage. i was there and they were like you have I was to like, engage and i was like i'm this? not doing that uh, always when we would have all hands i'd be like psychologically i don't think that you have any support i want to know like why yeah, you think you should be able to do this to us psychologically fucking gift bombing Jezebel oh, with the like was rape crazy porn. the rape gifts was yeah, just nuts. insane and then they were like First of all, they wouldn't do anything about it. And then it took them a really long time it, until we publicly like bashed them. Yeah. We like put it out there. We were like, they're not helping us with this problem yeah. because yeah. they it goes against like whatever Nick's, you know, twisty turny ethics are. <laughs> <laughs> it was that was insane. It was an insane thing to happen that never should have happened. It shouldn't have happened once, let alone yeah. as much as it did. And then hire, they used to have a comment moderator. Remember they that did, girl? which was like the best that thing. Was it was like great. So much better. Yeah. Then you can, because obviously fruitful discussion does happen, but 
I always felt like so much, so much of the time when you want, when you wade into that, then you get like this kind of shit. So that's mm-hmm. like, okay, so like, what do you mean? It I don't understand. Your work. Support your, yeah, exactly. In and a not positive way all the time. I really feel like having given that up, the ability to be so much more friendly and chill about Yeah, things. me too. Just don't need that much feedback. That's the thing. I, w- yeah. I would be a hypocrite if I if I said people couldn't do it. Whatever you can do it. I just don't want to hear about it. Yeah, you know exactly. And uh, you know, and I would at, at the very least, I would like the opportunity to prove you wrong. You know, <laughs> just give me that chance. <laughs> when all the Jamila Jamil stuff started happening, and Vince and I were like really new, we had only been seeing each other for like a couple months, and I guess there was a Reddit thread, and oh I didn't know, and I but I was like, I'm not gonna read of that course. at all it wasn't a jamila jamil reddit there was a me reddit thread right 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 and i guess like someone of vince's friends sent it to him and he he texted me he's like did you pee on a boyfriend's guitar once <laughs> i did well, he was my fiance guilty is charged yeah he, you know what deserved it well she's not sorry he still has the guitar okay he so. got it fixed <laughs> how do you fix urine he said that he spilled coffee on it, oh. but it was like, it wasn't even just regular pee. It was period pee. Yeah. And I did it every single time I had to wow, pee for a pee. weekend. Should we have chat GPT say goodbye? Yeah. Sign us out. Tell them, tell them to, to tell our listeners about our Patreon. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Pot Psychology. We hope you've enjoyed listening to our witty banter and insightful conversations with our special guests. As always, we appreciate your support and encourage you to check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash potpsychology to help us continue bringing you more episodes and exclusive content. And if you're still in the mood for more fun and laughter, head over to our friend's website at www.pipedreams.fun where you'll find all sorts of exciting products and services that will help you elevate your smoking experience. So that's it for today, folks. Thanks again for joining us on Pot Psychology, and remember, keep it spicy, keep it sassy, and keep it real. about you.